Let's take it to the edge. Let's get deflected. Let's talk about the night perspective. Let's get sharp. Let's get a little real. Hey guys, I'm Dan Eastland with Dogwood Custom Knives, and I'm here with Kyle Daly from Cage Daily Knives, and this is episode number 025, Joshua Does It Again, or One More Shot, The Plague Years. How are you doing, Kyle? Oh, not too bad. Uh, uh, not to be sound like a big deal, but the, the government has classified my full-time job as essential, so I've been getting out of the house, got my letter to be on the road here in Illinois and going to work every day. My my wife's a school teacher, so she's been having the brunt of it and uh, taking care of the kids every day. So when I get home, try to give her some relief and stuff before before all heck breaks loose. How are you doing? Well, down here in South Carolina, we too have a uh, a, a freedom pass so that we can leave our house. It's called the Constitution, baby. <laughs> yeah well we'll see we'll see how much longer that lasts mm. yeah they did talk about activating the national guard which i'm kind of looking forward to i could use a new humvee <laughs> yeah that's the spirit you probably know how to start one of those uh a couple of my buddies that i used to to run around with when we did um when we played bad guys at jrtc one of our trademarks was stealing humvees and a couple of them called with some wink, wink, nudge, nudges. Hmm. Gotcha. I'll, there, I'll tell you how easy it is to steal military Humvees. Yeah. Well, they don't have keys. They, you don't want to be searching for a key when you're getting shot at, when you're, you need to start one of them up. Yeah. And they, uh, maybe got a cable that'll lock the steering wheel. But like I said, off air, I'll tell you about that. <laughs> All righty. Good to know. They, uh, they're talking about possibly mobilizing the the National Guard and stuff in Illinois because it's uh, really starting to ramp up. Uh, we're recording on March 31st, and yeah, we've been locked down for the last two weeks, and they just pushed everything out from April 1st to April 31st here. So, Speaking of the National Guard, did you just hear, I know this is cutting close to no politics, but apparently uh, in an interview recently, I saw the video that Bellasio made the comment that the National Guard wasn't the military. Hmm. Uh oh, that'll lose you some votes. Yeah, I don't think he won any friends. Yeah, in, in downtown Chicago, the the mayor uh, Lightfoot's her last name, but she ended up having the police shut the whole lakeshore down because people weren't obeying the uh, no gatherings and stuff. So there were like huge groups of hundreds or hundred or more people, and had the cops come in, roll in, and shut the whole thing down. Yeah, and I'm torn between don't be an idiot and you know, Darwin had some theories about this. Yeah. Well, they they talk about worst case pandemic stuff and want stuff that's easily transmittable and uh respiratory in nature uh can really can really wreak havoc quick. Yeah. So Yeah, I I apologize about the um I don't know if you're gonna be able to edit out all the coughing. Okay. But uh I have a really boring respiratory infection. I mean, normally 
I'd be able to harass nurses and get good meds, but no, I'm just a boring old kind of sick. I don't have the sexy COVID virus. Mm-hmm. So I have to just sit at home. Nice. Yep. Is Beth there? I'm sure you can bother her. I, you know, I tried to get her into a nurse's outfit, but she was just having none of it. Yeah. I don't think I would do that either. Mm. <laughs> I think Beth is to the point of just rolling her eyes anyways. Kyle would look pretty good in a nurse's outfit. Yeah, you think so? Mm. I got some white stockings with your name on it. All righty. Send them my way. (laughs) All righty. So today's uh, podcast is sponsored by KH Daily Knives and Dogwood Custom Knives for all your knife needs. And you can find our dealers of KH Daily Knives and Dogwood Custom Knives at Old Town Cutlery, Knife Center, and The Knife House. Dan, uh, how's that uh, bicep doing? It's perfect timing. I I got right back into the shop just in time for uh, the lockdown, and nobody's buying knives. <laughs> mm. Did you pick that respiratory infection up from your uh, your face mask? Uh, you know, actually, one of the things that I'm pretty serious about is at least every Friday, the respirator gets wiped down with alcohol. Okay. Um, so now the uh, so. Down here in the south, we have this thing called pollen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Oh, we got it up here. <laughs> but it's the yellow devil's dandruff. And um, about this time every year, it hits my sinuses, and then it goes from my sinuses to my chest. I miss a week at the river, and then I'm good to go. So I'm on the the, the tail end of uh, the white pneuma- uh, the white pneumonia, or I guess yellow pneumonia is the, in this case. Nice. And so the biceps all feeling good now. You're moving it. Got full range of motion, or it is. I'm uh, I'm I'm working on my endurance and getting my strength back. My dexterity's come back really quickly. Okay. I'm grinding knives. It just I can't quite grind them all day like I used to, but I'm getting there. But it's it's strong and fully recovered. I'll be about ninety eight, ninety nine percent recovered. Nice. Cool. Uh, so we got shout outs and gear talk. Uh, want to give a shout out to Jason C. Williams. He just recently passed over, I think it was, uh, 1500 followers, something like that. 1500 followers. He did a giveaway, uh, reposting, um, got you an entry. And, uh, mm-hmm. I was the fortunate one to win a $500 gift card with him. So, nice. uh, I just posted a picture up of about, a. Uh, 15 blocks or so he sent me and he's got some more that he's uh that are aren't back from getting stabilized yet so uh he's gonna throw some more my way so i was pretty excited about that if you uh don't know about jason c williams on instagram 1978 is that the end of his name uh definitely give him a a follow he's got uh, a bunch of really cool stuff he was one of the first people to, or I think he was the first person to uh, stumble across the dyed cottonwood. And uh, that stuff looks like it uh, has like lightning bolts and stuff through it. There's a whole bunch of people doing it now. Yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah, I, I got a couple pieces of that and a pink piece. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's cottonwood. I uh, need to get with them and make sure I get, get the type of wood written on there so I don't forget what's what. Man, I've been bad about that, and I don't write the species. And sometimes in the knife description, I have to just put wood handle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Or just make it up. Yeah. (laughs) Or uh, (laughs) No, no, that's not granite. You're confused. Yeah. 
So the the last couple weekends, also, I've been uh, on the Knife Perspective channel, been posting in their stories, uh, asking people for other makers that deserve a shout out. And one of the people that uh, we weren't following, at least was out of my radar, was uh, Sean McIntyre. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, but if you haven't seen his Damascus, it is absolutely amazing. Uh, there was some feather pattern stuff, some pattern welded stuff. Um, totally amazing stuff. Uh, McIntyreKnives.com, McIntyre Knives on Instagram. Uh, really cool maker. And uh, another guy that I actually uh, got told about and uh, he lives like in the same town my sister-in-law does on the north side of Chicago, Sam Goldbrock. Uh, he is a chef and part-time knife maker and uh, he's putting out some some pretty cool kitchen knives he's using this quarantine time off of chef make or chef stuff he's been doing a bunch of uh, how to break down chickens and mm. different other like cutting skills uh things on his instagram tv igtv uh definitely check him out sam goldbrock it's uh s-a-m-g-o-l-d-b-r-o-c-h and it's uh his website sam goldbrock uh sharpco.com so give those guys a follow if you have anybody else that deserves a shout out uh send me a dm uh knife perspective a dm and we'll uh try to pick one of the the pictures and post them up i was glad to see you channeling your inner stephen fowler when you said um forge welded and pattern welded Mm -hmm. well yeah i uh i listened to that one uh probably two or three times on top of listening to it for three or four times while I edited it. <laughs> so, uh, still need to do a refresher core or refresher every so often. Uh, I've gone back and listened to the ones with, uh, Jared Sponzilli, the heat treating and steel elements, uh, every so often just, to, to keep the mind straight on what's what I'd like to have him back on. I've, I've either increased my knowledge base or confused myself greatly. Mm -hmm. And I'd love to uh, run a couple of things by him and see which one it is. Nice. Um, I've learned a little, I've learned enough to now know that I know even less than I thought I did. Yeah. It's that, that Dunning Kruger curve that, uh, there we go. That one is, uh, amazing. Have Mount, Mount stupid. And then the Valley of, uh, despair and yeah, I, it's, uh, X, Y, graph of knowledge and confidence <laughs> and i must be freaking brilliant because i'm pretty sure i'm an idiot <laughs> yeah so it starts off uh you're super or you have a little knowledge and you're super confident and then you when you get a little more knowledge you realize all the stuff you don't know and then you go into the valley of despair <laughs> and it takes you a while to come back out to enlightenment pretty funny if you've never seen that uh check that graph out I think that and the uh, high crazy scale are the, the two most informational X, Y graphs in the world. Yep. That's a pretty good one. Yeah. <laughs> that, if you haven't seen that one on YouTube, definitely check it out. The, the hot crazy scale is probably all you need to type into uh, uh, YouTube to get, to find that video. So do you want to intro our, our guest for the, the day? guest, our returning friend of the show, he's been a magazine editor, a freedom fighter, a religious figure, an international man of mystery, the editor of Knife and Gear Society. Welcome back, Joshua. Hey guys, how's it going? 
Oh, I'm not finished. That's quite a build-up. I hope I can live up to it. Oh, I'm not finished. If you're not familiar with Joshua, go back and listen to show number 011. We talk about how we got into the knife industry and his love for knives, as well as his intimate jungle experiences. Hi, Joshua. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Sorry, I didn't mean to blow your intro there. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if Kyle's going to be able to fix that one in editing. You completely <laughs> my rhythm. I was hoping to cut you off before it got too much deeper. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know I was going to be able to live up to what you had already gotten to. Then I started to choke on my, uh, my cough drop. It was nearly an incident. <laughs> Nice. So uh, tonight we're going to talk with Joshua. He's a a friend of the show, obviously, and he attended SHOT Show uh, back in uh, January. I guess Wait, that was a question that we're going to ask him later. Anyway, SHOT Show's in January. And uh, we don't even do SHOT Show notes. So he uh, we we meant to have him on closer to when SHOT Show ended, but uh, a lot of stuff has happened uh, in the last few weeks. And uh, hopefully all you guys are staying safe out there with the, the COVID-19 epidemic. I don't know if y'all are aware of this, but the first couple of months of 2020 were kind of intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw a really funny meme that said, we, I think we all owe 2019 an apology for what we said about it. <laughs> that was yeah, absolutely. pretty funny. I also like the way 2020 has gone. COVID is either going to give us superpowers or zombies. <laughs> Well, they, uh, the actual city in Kentucky that the uh, Walking Dead, the actual books, the uh, where that all started, they had a they had a confirmed case the a few weeks ago, and lots of people were speculating that was all going to spawn out. Mm. So, but so Joshua, uh, you want to tell us for the people that don't know what is Shot Show? Uh, well, Shot Show is the shooting, hunting, outdoors trade show. Uh, it's put on by national uh, shooting sports foundation it's been around for quite some time um you have some of the details i know you could probably put in the uh the show notes i don't i don't know all of them but it's uh it's a massive show that just deals in pretty much everything outdoors and shooting you're gonna find gear knives firearms tactical stuff i mean pretty much anything you can think of um the the stats that i've seen on that it's pretty wild when when you go to it it's it it's like unlike anything you've ever seen if you were to put all of the booths end to end in one row it's like they say it'd be like 15 miles to walk all of the booths wow so it's yeah it's 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 enormous the world's largest small arms show um, I don't know for certain, but I, it would not surprise me at all. I mean, it's, it's, it's massive. It is absolutely enormous. The Paris uh, show may be a little bigger, but they've got airplanes and anti-tank missiles. Yeah. Uh, pretty much the only time, the only way you're going to see anything, you're not really going to see anti-tank missiles and, and airplanes, but you'll see some pretty big, uh, some different, different, uh, quite large military vehicles at some of the different offsite shows. Like they'll do, different events offsite and 511 tactical does a lot of stuff. And, and uh, I've gone to, to some of their media events and, and man, they've got, they've had some tanks in there. They've had uh, personnel carriers. They've had, uh, I mean, pretty much all kind of, a lot of that big stuff. And it's, it's pretty cool when you can see that kind of stuff just set up, you know, the way that they do and, you know, people walking around through it. And my son was there with me one year when, when uh, him and I went to the, 
uh, one of their media events and he thought that was just the coolest thing. You know, he got to see those things. And, um, so it's it pretty there. there. That's, the, that's about as big a gun as you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, the first time I ever went to shot, I, I was, I was stunned. I didn't, I mean, I didn't even know where to begin. And that's, that's the truth. It's, it's massive. It's, it's really kind of a bit overwhelming when you first walk through the doors. And the funny thing is you walk through one door and you see this big area and then you find out that's not even it. There's more, Yeah, <laughs> you know? And, uh, so it's, yeah, it can be, it can be overwhelming for sure. But if you go in with a plan, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of great people. You never know what you're going to see. Yeah. So you mentioned a, a plan there. Uh, I've always been told you have to have a game plan. Do you have, uh, can you share some of yours, what your game plan was going into this year? Um, well, for me, it's probably a little different than, than most. I mean, everybody, for everybody, their game plan is going to be different. It really depends. Cause I mean, shot show is for industry insiders. That's what it's for. It's for media purchasers, um, things of that nature. Yeah. I, I saw on their website, it's, uh, it said it's, hunting and outdoor trade and commercial buyers, sellers of military law enforcement and tactical products and services only. So. Exactly. Yeah. So, so it's, it's, it's for industry insiders. So everybody's going to have their own plan going into it as a writer and as an editor. My plan is usually, I, I generally spend the, the, like about the two months leading up to it, establishing all of my uh, appointments and then, Generally, when I get there, as much of a shame as it is, because there's so much cool stuff to see, I don't really get to see a whole lot of it because I am usually running and gunning. I'm going from this place to that place to that place to that place, and I'm having meeting after meeting after meeting. Um, so that's usually how my game plan always goes. I, I establish all my appointments and everything like that. But the first few years that I went, um, I was I was a writer, but I wasn't an editor, so I had a little bit more leeway. I could just kind of walk around and check stuff out. And uh, what I would do for that is I would just get like the uh, the shot show uh, plan, or you can, they'll they'll send it out with your badge, and you can flip through. And then I'll tell you what, going through that, I've seen a lot of companies. It's like, oh man, I wouldn't I would have totally forgot to go check them out, you know? Because I mean, again, it's just it's so much. I mean, you always there's so many companies you want to see so many people you want to see, but it's, there's so many that it's easy to forget people. And even every year, even for me with the plans that I go in with, I, every year I come home and say, Oh man, I totally forgot to go over to, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever. You know, I've worked with a couple of media guys and they had three or four of us. And every morning we would rally and we'd each have our own zone. Yeah. And we'd go check the place out. And then at lunch, we'd come back and compare notes and it would take five of us to cover enough ground to then come back and go, okay, here's the things that we're going to check out tomorrow. Right. And then they would go to interviews and we would spend the next day with five of us fanned out, trying to hit as many spaces as we could to find either new or unique or, you know, or niche or whatever they're looking for. But it took teams of us to cover enough ground. Oh yeah. Easily. So, so how is the show organized? Do they have it kind of grouped with uh, knives, rifles, handguns, or is that kind of like? Don't I wish? <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, you're you're gonna find everything sprinkled within everything. Where the the areas that they do have um, really 
uh, like categorized like that would be like the law enforcement room. And, uh, you know, they've got a couple of law enforcement rooms and like that, and they keep them pretty much kind of together. But what ends up happening is you'll get first, you'll get like different size booths. So like if you've got a smaller company, they're going to get a smaller booth. So that'd be kind of over in this section over here. And then you get like companies like Blackhawk and their booth is literally the size of like a city block. And they're just sort of in the middle and like NRA and all those guys, same kind of stuff, Sig Sauer and, and Glock and all those. They got the big ones right in the middle up on the top floor, uh, you know, and like that. And it's kind of it's sort of, uh, um, you know, some some people will let their their shot show uh, um, booth lapse and then somebody else will just fill that spot. Hmm. So that's kind of why it all just sort of gets sprinkled around. Um, being more, being a, a knife editor, uh, you know, and, and now with knife and gear society, we're doing gear as well, but I've been a knife editor for a long time and, and a knife writer for a long time. And with that, it's, it's crazy. Cause I'll go in and I have to set my appointments based on their availability. So what'll end up happening is I'll have like an appointment with say like Emerson knives up in the, the very back of the, of level one. And then, you know, I'll want to run down to like SE Knives to go see some friends down there and, and see what they've got going on. And that's all the way in the back corner of level two. <laughs> you know, so it's like six miles. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm running and running and running. I'm, I'm generally putting on about eight miles a day when I've looked at my, my stepper. That's about average for me. So, yeah, I'd love it if they, if they organized them all together. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> is this like a three day show or is it a five day show? It's four days. How how does that all break up? It's it's four days, but there's also a media day on Monday. I I still haven't made the media day on Monday because I'm constant or not the media day the the range day. I'm sorry, uh, range day for the media. They do that on Mondays, and I'd love to get out there. They do all kinds of cool stuff, shooting all the the new the the new guns, and you know, there's uh, this year. I guess they had uh, Buck Knives had a knife throwing uh, thing that they were doing, and I would love to have gotten out, but. I'm usually busy on Monday too. I get into town and then I've got media events and I've got uh, like this year I went to uh, PVK Vegas and uh, talked to those guys over there and um, I had to do that on Monday. So had a lot of other stuff going on. So I still haven't made the the range day, but one of these years I'm going to make that because every, every year I talk to my buddies that go and they're like, man, you've got to go. It's the coolest thing ever, but I still haven't made it and it's too bad. But one of these times I'm going to. I think that's the only reason Joe keeps his press credentials is so that he can go to range day. I think so too. <laughs> so how many, uh, how many year or different shot shows do you think you've been to over the years? You know, <clears throat> I I'm, I'll be completely honest. I, I can't really remember. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of 10. I know that. Yeah. Okay. I, I've got a foam pistol that, that says you've been to at least three. You've got a what? A foam pistol that says you've been to at oh. least three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no, TSA, TSA was not a, it was not at all amused. I'll have you know. <laughs> well, I think I think you might have to take a picture of that and have that be our uh, picture for this uh, Instagram post. Yeah, right. it's at the shop. I'll get a picture. Um, all right. I was sharing a condo with Joshua, Andy Tran, and a couple other guys. And some company was doing uh, high-density foam silhouettes of different handguns to show how they would fit in holsters. 
Mm-hmm. And it got to be who could sneak one into somebody else's luggage. I won. <laughs> yeah, I was the last year, the third year I was there. Um, man, it's got to be ninja level skills because I was sure I had Joshua nailed to the wall. And I was going through TSA, and they got real nervous and yanked me aside and wanted to search my bag. And uh, they opened it up, and there's this bright orange foam cut out of a pistol. And the guy's like, oh, you think you're funny? (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Yeah. So what pistol was it? Uh, it was a cutout of a uh, one of the military issue Beretta nine millimeters. Okay. Yeah, it couldn't have even been something cool like a nineteen eleven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and I saw on their their website it said that uh, since two thousand ten is when they've been in the Sands Expo Center, and they said that it's been sixty thousand people or more the last since 2010 i can't can't imagine having that many people and trying to keep track all that stuff with everybody coming in and out through tsa i imagine they there's a lot of situations like that with different things and carry-ons that could be construed different ways that aren't actual weapons or things like that so yeah but you know I, i will say this after shot show you know when we're leaving shot show one of the things i have noticed as far as tsa they're they're they seem to be i don't want to say lax but they know they know what's happening they know who all's coming through obviously if you've got something that looks like a firearm they're going to check it or a knife or something they're going to check it but for the most part they they know what show all of us are coming from and and they're actually they're really nice i've i've had good experiences and they're always really nice and and chatting it up a little bit and stuff and i mean you got to keep in mind these are these are guys that are a lot like us you know i mean they're mm-hmm. they're in law enforcement and and they're into that kind of stuff too so you know as far as they're concerned we're just guys that are into the same kind of stuff as them and we've got you know we went to this big show and I'm not mad at you for having it. I'm just mad at you for bringing it through on my shift. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Nice. So uh, what were some of the, the must-see companies for you this year uh, going into the show? Well, like I said, you know, I I establish a a, a list, really, of, of, of appointments. So for me, must-see companies are probably a little different, I think, again, than, than uh, most other people. Um, for me, it's – I wouldn't say it's work because I've been doing this for so long that, that all of these companies are, are, are good friends of mine. I, I really like them all a lot. You know, um, Tops Knives, obviously, I'm, I'm family with those guys. I've got a couple of designs through them, and, and uh, I've been hanging out with the Tops guys for years at SHOT Show, Blade Show, and – um, that's, that's sort of a home base for me. You know, I, I start out the show there and I'll hang out with them. And when I just need a break, they always let me just hang out at their booth and use one of their seats and stuff. Cause I do a lot of running, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I've, I've got great relationships with like spider co and CRKT and five eleven. I love getting over and seeing those guys. Um, Victorinox, they're great. Spartan blades, Michael Zeba, you know, uh, hardcore hardware, Australia. I've, I've, uh, recently been after over the past couple of years been kind of connecting with them great guys and really great stuff and now they've they've uh they've brought their half breed blades to the forefront which is sort of like their gold class 
really great product. So uh, uh, this year I, had, I made sure that I had to get over and see them. Um, Case Knives, Leong Ma, ZT and Kershaw, Coast, Benchmade, Morikniv, uh, Emerson. I mean, I could I could go on, you know, it's it's a long list. Coast, I mean, or I already said Coast, but, you know, and that's the thing. It, it, for me, it's, it's, it's a pretty long list of, of must-sees because these are all being this is what I do I got to know what's coming out you know I got to know what's mm. what's coming for for the coming year SE usually has a pretty good showing there too they're you know yeah they're, and they are they're a, they're a must see you know and the funny thing is they're the one company that I don't make an appointment with but I don't need to I I go down and see Patrick and Joy and and Ruben every show yeah. blade show shot show that's another one of those spots that another one of those booths that I, I just stop in a few times during the show. I'll, I'll just always stop in, hang out with them and chat and, you know, that kind of stuff. They're, those are great guys down there. I, I love going and hanging out at their booth and hanging out with them and seeing what kind of new stuff they've got coming out. They're doing some pretty cool stuff with, uh, with some 3d, uh, their handle scales yep. and they're doing like a, like a 3d G10 or is it, I can't remember if it's G10 or if, if it's, uh, um micarta but it's really nice like uh orange and, and black i think they've got a g10 and, and micarta version and then the orange they're they're doing their blades in orange and uh i mean really nice stuff so i thought that was pretty cool person i like orange when it comes to gear for the outdoors because yeah. it's easier to see when you drop it on the ground yeah but mm-hmm. uh in, in, unless you're in a tactical situation and let's face it how often is that going to happen right i like for things like my knives to be bright colors so i can find them yeah. Exactly. A useless knife. Yeah. For sure. Right. So, you, so you said there was like uh 3d, were they 3d milled or, or yeah. not? Yeah. Okay. I mean, as far as I know, yeah. Okay. I don't think, I don't think they're hand sanded. I think, you know, I mean, they're, but they're, but they're layered. Um, they're yeah. layers of colors. So it gives it more depth. The, the appearance yeah. is, is more three dimensional. Yeah. Um, okay. Some of them look yep. more like topo maps. Yeah, huh. it really kind of do. It's a really neat effect. It's really neat looking. And they, I think they even have said they did some in, in uh, flat dark earth and black. Uh, they did some in like a like a, a forest green. No, oh, maybe not forest. Maybe like a ranger green and black and then the orange and black. And they, hmm. they looked really great. Very cool. So uh, you gave a pretty good list of uh, places. What was uh, What was your first impression walking into the show this year? Were there a lot of people excitement uh was the what was the atmosphere of the show like this year you know is i don't know the past couple of years it's been a little different it's um it's seemed more spacious but still the same amount of people i'm not quite sure how how to explain it it's been it's been different this year was was a little different you know when you're in that hallway <clears throat> especially when you're leaving it is asses to elbows. It is packed. I'm sorry. Yeah. Can I say that? I don't know. It is packed. Yeah. Jam packed. Well, you just, uh, I just did. <laughs> but uh, it, it is. It's jam packed. It's like cattle being herded out, you know. Uh, but getting into the show, I, I didn't feel like it was I had as hard a time moving through as I have in, in some years. Uh, there have been years where it's like uh, you're just trying to wedge yourself through uh, the, the, just the aisleways and stuff like that, trying to get to your next appointment. I didn't seem, didn't feel like I had that problem this year, but at the same time, it didn't feel like there was less people. I don't know if maybe there was less booths. I know they did some reorganization down on level one. 
Uh, Who say is it just a better layout? Yeah, it's better yeah. crowd. Movement? That's that's what I'm wondering. I know that there there's been some changes. There's a couple areas where there's there's no change at all. I mean, it really looks pretty much the same every year. Uh, but I did notice some areas that were a little bit a uh, little bit different. Uh, they kind of changed things a little bit, and I don't know if that helped with it. Because, from my understanding, the the uh, um, the attendance was about the same. So I don't think that they had a lower attendance. It's just somehow it things seemed to flow just a little bit better. Maybe you hit the hit the wave at the right time this year. And that's entirely possible too. Yeah, I don't know. Blind squirrel find a nut every now and then. That's right. <laughs> so you said you uh, hit up tops first. Uh, what was your what was your favorite booth of the show? Did you have one that that stood out to you more than any other? Or? Uh, I don't know that I really had a favorite booth. I mean, we can do top five. You don't have to. You don't have yeah, to limit see, it to one. Yeah, I know, but again, that's that, that goes to, I mean, obviously, like I said, Tops Knives, those guys are family, you know, and Spyderco, I just love Joyce, you know, and CRKT, I love the guys over there, 511, I got a lot of friends over there, but see, that's the thing, I mean, I could go down that same exact list and say the same thing, I've got a lot of great friends in the industry that, um, you know, Spartan Blades, you know, I, I went and they let, you know, went and hung out in, in their, their booth for a little while with them, just sat in the chair and took a load off and visit with them. I love going and seeing Joe over at Condor. And uh, so, I mean, it, it, that's, that's a really hard question to answer. Cause I, I just, I have so many great friends throughout the industry yeah. that uh, I mean, it's, I, I enjoy getting there and, and seeing all of them. So, I mean, yeah. I don't know that I really have necessarily a favorite booth. Um, cause each one of them has, uh, you know, a special place for me yeah. in its own, in its own merit, you know, I was just kind of speaking towards like, um, the layout, the, the display, was there any, any like display of the knives or different equipment that you thought was really cool or. I kind of, I, I, you know, I really like the way case knives does it because they've got all of their, their sets, all the old sets. And that's pretty neat. And they, and they've got them under glass. And then they've got like a couple walls that have uh, a lot of the, the different sets and a lot of the different things. Cool. I really, I really dig the way they do it, but, but uh, buck knives, I've always kind of really liked theirs. Cause it's almost like got a really log cabin kind of feel to it. It's really neat. Okay. Um, that's it. The important question, who has the best booth babes? <laughs> you know, I, I really didn't see any, not really at any of the knife companies this year. I didn't notice any women at all. I promise, honey. No, no, it's it's not even, no, they were there, there, but um, just, you know, like to see them in passing, you know, I mean, there weren't really any place that, that, uh, that I was stopping. Like I said, again, my, my, uh, my uh, days I are usually pretty full. And I'm, the booths. No, said I would never stop at one of those types of booths. Well, you know, and it's not even that. It's it's just really like I, I said, my my time is always so scheduled and so busy, and I'm always running from one to the other. Uh, that it's it's rare that I get a, an opportunity to just stop and check stuff out. I tried to as much as I can, you know, because obviously I'm looking at gear and everything as well for for uh, Knife and Gear Society. But uh, it's just it's so I'm so regimented and so scheduled out that uh, it's just it's hard for me to to be able to to take those stops and, yep. and, and do that, you know, but I'll, I see a lot of cool stuff as I'm just whizzing by. And especially if it's like to the, to the extremities of their booth and I'll be able to stop and like, Oh, check that out. And I'll check something out. And then I'm, I'm on the road, you know, on, on foot again. So. 
Well, you don't get to wander around. You're running from appointment to appointment. That's generally how, how the week goes for me. Yeah. I'm usually, by the time I get home, uh, my wife already knows the next day. Don't, don't ask anything of me. And even worse this year, I came home and I was sick. I was sick bad. And I mean, there's only one other time I've come home from shot show and I was sick and this was way worse. Hmm. I was I sick for about a week. I don't know anybody that comes home from shot show and isn't sick. You know, I, I I generally have really good luck. I I eat that airborne like candy, man. I pop those things every single day. Funny story though, there was one year I I forgot to bring them, so I ran down to the store and I got some. And I went back up. My brother was had came that year, and my son. And so I grabbed one and popped it in my mouth, and all of a sudden my mouth started foaming and it's all coming out. And you know, my brother's like, "What's wrong with you?" You know, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. I looked at it; it's the kind you're supposed to put in water. Usually, <laughs> I didn't even know they had those. I mean, all the ones I've ever gotten were just the chewable ones, you know. So I didn't even know they had those. I saw Airborne, I grabbed it, you know, and I ran up to the room and I popped one because I had a, I had to get out to. Uh, I think it was my son and I were heading to the, uh, a five eleven uh, media event, and I popped this thing in my mouth, and it's just foaming up, and I'm trying to swallow, and I can't, and it's all coming out, and it's like, what's going on? <laughs> Yeah, it's like what's happening right now. I don't know what's happening to me. Yeah, we uh, we we've got uh, Disney Plus, and uh, this was literally like two days ago, or maybe it was even yesterday. Uh, my wife put on the the little giants, and uh, the scene where they all oh, yeah. put those uh, Alka Seltzers in their mouth to scare the the okay. other team it reminded me of exactly yeah, that. Yeah, it was pretty much just like that. Only it was orange because it's the the airborne the the citrus airborne you know and it's like nice. my brother's like what's wrong with you <laughs> so, so at the at the appointments that you uh go to see all these other uh, people are you taking notes or are you take having somebody with you doing some video or uh what what do you kind of have in the pipeline for knife and gear society yeah I, I take notes uh this year actually is the first year that i i live posted every night when i got home or got back to the to the condo and you killed it this year awesome thank you yeah so every night uh when i got back to the condo because uh, I, I shared a condo with with andy tran again and uh a couple other guys um and uh each night i would sit there and i'd i'd post up everything from from that day and and because uh, I was just taking pictures with my phone, or I try making all of them the same angle and stuff, just to kind of keep it uniform. But yeah, I've got a you know I've got a little pocket notebook thing. I'm I'm still pretty old school, you know. I take a notebook with me everywhere and a and a pen. And just as I was going through, I was taking notes on what stuff is coming up and and uh, what kind of things to look for and stuff like that. One of the neat things uh, that I did get to talk to some of the different companies about is uh, I've been kind of working on a giveaway every month right now uh we're giving away a diamondback country knives uh copperhead and that drawing is actually happening thursday um last month it was the spider co military next month we're doing the the tops knives street spike uh the, the the following month i've already got uh the uh CRKT uh, uh was it it's it's a hard one to to pronounce it's the the Chilotl I think it it's a uh, it's a really neat knife it's almost like the it's got a throwback like Italian switchblade look to it but it, it's it's not automatic but it's it, but it's like rethought and it's just it's sleek G10 handle scales I mean it's it's really cool 
Um, so, you know, I've been doing that. Uh, so I got to talk to a lot of companies about that while I was there. So, uh, so, you know, you're asking what we've got coming up with, uh, knife and gear society. And that's one of those things is I've been working with companies about, uh, doing a, a review and a giveaway. So for a few of the companies, a few of the, the, uh, the feature stories that are coming up, the, the companies are providing two knives. That way we've got one that we can beat up. Because if, if you read any of my stuff or if you've read Knife, uh, Knives Illustrated when I was the editor there, that's one thing that I was, I've always been very particular about is those knives better be used. They need to be used, you know, because the people we're writing for, they want to know. If we tell them, hey, this thing held up, it was comfortable, you know, and, and all those kinds of things, they want to see that, that we actually got out there and we used it. We didn't just get a free knife. I'm always suspicious when the review knife pictures aren't scuffed up. Exactly. As should be, as you know, as everybody should be. I mean, there are certain cases sometimes where um, we don't, if it's like a really exclusive knife or something that is, you know, like a thousand dollar knife or whatever. I mean, obviously we're not going to do that, but um, even in some situations I'm, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing a review right now. It's the, uh, the J Kobach war spear and there's only 50 of them made, but even that I still put, through some tests i still used it lightly you know but i mean not too light i mean it's a good it's a knife you know it's a good knife and if i again if i'm gonna tell people hey you should spend the money on this knife i i want them even if it's the kind of knife that really is most likely probably going to be in somebody's safe uh because it is a you know it's limited to 50 at the same time i'm sure that they'd still like to know that it is a good knife and it's gonna hold up and if you decide you want to use it you can use it and that kind of thing. So that's important to me. So uh, these companies are given two knives. That way we've got one to beat up and one to give away. So we're giving away a brand new knife. So that's that's one of the cool things we've got coming up. Yeah, that's uh, one always want to make sure you're doing your due diligence on uh, making sure that the knife can do what it what it's supposed to do. Exactly. So uh, what was the was the biggest surprise company? It doesn't have to be knife related. Was there anything that you were you were hustling between the different booths and you something caught your eye and um, like a, like a piece of gear or something. I'll be honest with you. For me this year, the biggest sur- surprise company was knife and gear society. Okay. That's the truth. I mean, uh, I've never heard of them. Could you tell me more about this young scrappy new company? <laughs> I would love to, uh, well, you know, the, the, the thing is, Last year, if you would at last year when I was at Shot Show, I was still the editor of Knives Illustrated, and I was and everything was was fine. It was going quite well. If you had asked me last year, hey, you know, next year you you still going to be here with Knives Illustrated? I've been like, yep. You know, I mean, if if, if somebody had asked me that I was if I'd be there would running my own webzine, I would have said no. I, I I just don't see that happening. But then obviously life has a has a way of of changing things. I think it's John Lennon that said life, life is what happens when you're busy making other plans. So, um, so this year, you know, obviously I formed knife and gear society, which, uh, for those that that don't know what we are is we're a webzine and we, uh, we provide some of the best, or I believe some of the best hands-on reviews of some of the, the industry's best products. Uh, right now I, I'd say it's, it's mostly knife centric, but we do also review gear. So, 
uh, and and also skills based stuff. We've got Michael Janich doing uh, like self defense knife defense stuff, and and uh, um, I'm, I talk about up and coming makers just like I was doing uh, in Knives Illustrated magazine. I've I've maintained that because I still believe that's that's an important service. I think there's a lot of really great up and coming makers out there who deserve some attention uh, and deserve a little bit of of a boost. Um, so we're, I'm still doing a lot of those kind of things and I talk, you know, custom knives and those sort of things. So this year it was, it was so new that honestly, I wasn't even sure if I'd be able to get a media badge. I was a little apprehensive. And I, so I contacted him and just told him, I said, Hey, here's the thing. Um, cause one of their things is they're, they're not big on last year. I, I had some friends that, that have YouTube channels, good YouTube channels too. And they were told, no, they were refused media badges. I don't know. I didn't understand it. You know, it made no sense to me. I mean, they're good, reputable channels. So I was like, okay, you know, I mean, they're, they're kind of putting a little bit of the kibosh on the, the uh, web-based stuff. So I contacted them and just explained to them, Hey, you know, I, I was the editor of Knives Illustrated I write for all of these other various magazines. I've been in the industry for, for many years. I'm, I'm well-established, and now I'm starting my own thing. What do I need to do? Can I get this media badge? You know, And, and they contact me back and said, yep, you're approved. I said, okay, great. Thank you. So, I, again, you know, for surprise companies, for me, it was, it was me, actually. <laughs> you know, so uh, – you're that Joshua. Of course, you can have a media badge. No, I don't think it was quite like that. I think it was just that, uh, you know, if you, if you establish that you that you've had a media presence in the industry for uh, uh, an extended period of time, that they, you know, they'll give you a little bit more, um, a little bit more leverage, I guess. Yeah, and you've been in the industry for no small amount of time. No. No, I've been in for. I'm not saying you're old. I'm just saying you've been in the industry for a while. <laughs> what are you trying to say, man? <laughs> well, I'm not trying to say it. I said it pretty, pretty clearly. <laughs> are you calling him fat? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, now you're pulling out the fat jokes. I'm old and I'm fat. Hey, you know, as long as he's under that travel ban, yes, yes, I am. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, was there any? Uh, would any of the companies that you talked to? Uh, have any anything that kind of surprised you any uh surprise product that they had well i don't know about surprise products but i will say this one of the one of the products that or one of the things that i thought was really cool uh was crkt has well what happened basically was apparently somebody within crkt i guess it was what's that you said you see it was like this. Yeah, well, I want to I want to tell the story properly. Uh, what it was is somebody, I believe it was somebody within CRKT, found these three old designs from Kit Carson, like in a box or something like that. And so they contacted his family and asked, "Hey, can we? Do you mind if we do these knives?" And the family was like, "No, not at all. You know, please do." So. They did these three new Kit Carson designs. Yeah, they're very cool too. Really beautifully done. And then not only that, but they have their new deadbolt uh, locking technology. So it's it's a like this really cool marriage of like you know old and new. You know what I mean? And it's like wow, that is really really cool. And they're beautifully done. I mean, they are absolutely. I I. 
I was drawn right to him. I mean, when I was walking up to the CRKT booth, I could see him. And I was like, well, I mean, those were the knives I was drawn right to when I first walked up to the booth. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, man, just the, the, the styling looks really like familiar. And uh, so I was, I was talking to uh, Mike May. And he was, you know, so he started telling me the story and I was like, wow, now that's, that's really cool. You know, uh, I mean, obviously every, every company's got great stuff coming out, but that was, for me, that was one of the things that I was like, wow, okay. I, I really dig that. You know, that, that was something that just the, the story behind it. I love a knife with a good story and these really have a great story. So is that like the M40, M21? It was, it's M40. Uh, it's, so they've got the M40. Um, let me see. What is the M4015? The M40. Let me yeah. see. Here's one right here. M4003. Yeah. And I don't remember what the smallest one was. I don't remember what it's, what it's, uh, it's number so it's was. Like there's but, an M, yeah, it's the M, M40. It's like there's an M21 and an M16 variant too. If you type an M40 into your, uh, to the, the search yeah. bar. It should come up with okay. three knives. There's three There's sizes. There's a 15, a 03, and it looks like a D2, or maybe it's an O2. That O2. I think it's O2, okay. I'm thinking. Yeah, and that's, that's a much smaller one. With a, yeah, it's got the Tonto, tonto point. That's got a pretty cool, like, uh, larger collar or, like, pivot collar. That must be the lock, I assume, the, the deadbolt lock you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's the deadbolt. Really cool lock technology. I mean, it's very strong. So is that very, so is very that, strong? That similar to a like a button lock, then, right? Or this is still still flips pretty well. Sort of. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah, beautiful. Opens right up beautifully. Um, it's it's not it's not really like a button lock. It's it's sort of hard to explain. You'd have to to see one and be holding it in your hand it's there's that it, there's a, a thing on the other side there's a bar that runs mm -hmm. through and then when you push that button there's a, a plate on the other side that has like a little pin that sticks down and then there's a hole in the blade and when it locks into place that pin drops into that hole mm -hmm. so then when you push the button in it disengages that pin so you can close okay. it yeah, it's it's hard to explain unless you're unless you're holding one. I mean, if I was going to sit down and and write it up, I'd I'd be able probably be able to explain a little bit better. But um, usually that's when I'm taking a little bit of time thinking thinking it through, you know. And and I will be writing these up. I do plan on writing these up. And it will sound much more descriptive than it does right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you're when you have a microphone in your face and. <laughs> You know, being being asked questions on the spot sometimes it's hard to yeah and get things exactly how you normally and, would. But and we're the ones that actually know uh, know what we're going to ask you next. So <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that's why we have show notes and you don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. Were there was there any other uh, product that kind of surprised you or you thought was really cool from some of those companies? Um, Coast actually has some really cool, uh, completely waterproof flashlights. I thought those were pretty cool. Totally submersible. They even had wow. like this, yeah, they even had like this almost fish tank wall kind of thing that they had there. And they had these, and they've got these magnetic butt caps and they had them stuck on the wall, on the sidewall inside of this, this wall of water and uh, just had them turned on and they were just there the whole time. During the whole show, they just stayed mm -hmm. in there completely submersible for however long you want 
totally waterproof. I thought that was pretty cool. I'm a bit of a flashlight guy. I've been I've been stuck in the woods without a flashlight, and uh, that is not a that's not a good mm-hmm. feeling. That's uh, yeah, it really does. So uh, I'm I'm a I'm kind of big on flashlights, and I especially like flashlights that are durable and ones that aren't going to get all messed up when they get wet. That's kind of big to me. Like what happened to me down in the Amazon. Remember that, Dan? That flashlight that, that got wet of mine and it kept going out on me when we were out trying to fish that night when we were spearfishing? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I thought I was going to need possible deniability, but no, I remember that one. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the ones that I saw from SHOT Show that I thought was super cool was the Jared Oster uh, Benchmade collab. Did you get did you get a chance to play with that at all? Oh man, you're gonna have to refresh my memory. I did get over to Benchmade and I'm sure I saw it because I saw their their entire thing, but I can't uh I can't remember which one was which. It's well, let me uh it's been a little while since I was. Looks like there, they're calling so. it the Tengu Flipper. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that was right. Yeah, it's cool. got a shield on the side and kind of like a Tonto y yep. looking thing. Yep. I do remember that one. That was very cool. So it, <clears throat> they had they had a lot of they had some really good stuff there at, uh, that they've got coming out for this year. So is that a is that actually a flipper or is that more like a a slip joint with the the lock? Okay, no, it's a flipper. It's it's a flipper. Did it? But uh, you know, I guess it. I guess it does kind of think. Like it, a, I think it. I think it is more of like a slip joint, but it's like a slip joint flipper. Okay. So it's it's sort of a it's kind of a different sort of thing, you know. Uh, and it doesn't have a pocket clip. He didn't want one. He said. I. He said he thinks it ruins the lines, you know. And he he wanted something that's like really classy, gentleman, gentleman's type, uh, a deal, yeah. you know. And uh, yeah, he he really liked that. He he wanted that. He said he didn't want the didn't want the pocket clip. Didn't want none of that. Wanted nice and clean. Yeah, it was a beautiful yeah, knife too. It really yeah, I was. see it comes with a like a slip. I wonder if there's a like a clip on the the backside or something for that. No, not nope. on the not on the nope. on the slip. Oh, on, oh, on the on yeah. the slip. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that okay. did. Yeah, I, I'm really interested in. Hopefully, Blade Show still happens and can actually play with that. Yeah. The 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 Badger Knife yeah. Show that I usually go to in Wisconsin. Uh, it's kind of a smaller show, but they usually end up having quite a few. Uh, production knives and some uh, quite a few um, pre-production prototypes of especially Benchmade and Spyderco and stuff like that. Uh, so you actually get your hands on some of those things and feel what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Michael Ziva, obviously, though, I mean, yeah, everything he does is is just pure gold. But he had uh, a really beautiful one that just had some koi all on the sides of it and um, etched into it. Then he had two koi that were like, um, uh, um, I don't remember what the, like, just like they're made out of steel or something, just engraved out of steel and then Im- embedded into the side. And it was, it was beautiful. Gorgeous knife. That was, so, I mean, if you really want to see cool stuff, obviously any show you go to go check out Michael Ziba. Was that a production knife or was that a, I don't, think he i no 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 that one wouldn't have been no i'm not even sure he has any real production knives i think he's got some mid techs i think like the uh the ms13 i think that's a mid tech technically um 
but I think a lot, a lot of his knives are, he just, he yeah. does them. He does them. And they're beautiful. The craftsmanship is amazing. Yeah. yeah everything he does is artistry. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I found it on his, on his website. You, you can add it to your cart. Looks like it's uh, not just like a one-off type thing. Well, no, but I think, uh, I don't think he's got many okay. of them. I mean, he sells out of those things pretty quick. And I think it's just because he has limited okay. runs of them. And then it was like a marbled carbon fiber or something. Am I right? I, I can't remember uh, if that was the same one. Did that, does that yep. have the marbled carbon yep. fiber? Yep. And it looks okay, like yeah. the, like the three koi on the, the carbon fiber side are kind of like inlaid maybe. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then the other side, it's, uh, um, I think it's titanium yeah. and, uh, and it's just a, it's a, um, frame lock and he's got all the the koi all engraved mm-hmm. in there and just it's immaculate oh yeah the work is just yeah it says incredible. the the silver or the koi on the side or silver uh inlay no that's it silver yeah okay i couldn't remember what i could I, I didn't know if there was stainless steel but i mean it's michael z but yeah <laughs> i'm not surprised it's silver mm-hmm. you know because yeah everything he does is just immaculate yep very cool knife i'll uh we'll have that linked in the the show notes so Make sure you guys check that one out. Mm-hmm. Any uh, any other any other things that kind of caught your eye that you thought were super cool that people need to know about? Um, one of the things I I, I thought was really cool, uh, Spiderco uh, got together with VanQuest, and they've got a Spiderco Envoy Thirteen Messenger bag made by VanQuest, and I, that's well, I've got one now, and that's really really cool. That's a great messenger bag. I like you know I've. I, I have this really nice uh, leather uh, backpack that I've used used for for years. It's um uh, vagabond traveler, and I love it. It's all broken. It's beautiful, but it's old school buckles and straps and stuff. And just as as much as I'm running, as fast as I'm always running, it just always having to take it off, sit it on the floor, undo the straps. It was it's uh, as much as I love it. That's really not something for when you're having to get into it a lot throughout the day. So I've, I've been finding I like either like a sling bag or like a messenger bag. Um, and this messenger, the, the messenger bag that they, that they just put out is really slick. It's going to be a great show bag. It's, it's the one I'm probably going to be carrying a lot through, you know, for the shows just cause it's so much easier to access and stuff. So I really liked that. Um, work sharp is been coming out with some really really cool sharpening systems uh they've got a lot of the portable sharpening systems and then uh desktop stones and stuff and obviously we already know about the the ken onion um system and then they've they've got the uh the attachment for uh knife grinding and stuff yeah i, I bought one of those at blade show this past year the the knife grinding attachment to sharpen knives at other people's houses and stuff yeah isn't that great i think it's awesome um, and then, uh, but th- they've recently come out with this angle set that is what they're calling it. It's, it's really neat. And it's got, it's each side is, is when you set it up, it's por- totally portable. And then when you set it up, you can change the angles. Cause it's even got like the, like it says, the angle guides within this little base that you put it in. And then it's like a, a triangle thing that you, that you pop open and you set them down in there at the angles that you want. And then each of those, each side of that has a triangle shaped thing that you can turn and on each side of that triangle is the different grit grinding stones 
so it's it's really really cool um i I think that it's diamond the diamond stones and then uh ceramic or something like that um it's really really cool. yeah looks like uh it's kind of similar to the the spider co sticks but inverted uh for people that are familiar with that looks like it folds up into a a lot nicer more convenient package than what the the spider co sharp maker does yeah, very very similar. Um, but like I said, this one the the base comes out instead of them sticking down into mm-hmm. holes. They're on they they've got like these little pins on the base, and then they like magnetic spots throughout the base that you can move them out to the different angles that you're nice. looking for. Yeah, that, that looks yeah. It's that looks really like cool. it folds up to be pretty pretty small to fit in your bag really well. And it yeah yeah and not it's sixty bad at all. bucks. It's not not too terribly expensive either. Looks like it's also help designed by ken onion yep i was just about to mention that yeah ken onion had a had a hand in that one as well so and that's that's a, i thought yeah. that was really also cool. it looks like it has a little sharpening rod so you can do the work on some of your serrations too if you need to add some more to that yep yeah yep sure does tops knives always coming out with cool stuff but uh they've got this really cool sacks that they're coming out with you know, channel your inner Viking. I thought it was really slick. So, <clears throat> you know, it's just a big knife. I mean, for some people, may, they may look at it and say, it's just another big chopper. But I thought it was really slick. I thought it was very cool. Had a really cool, like, Viking sex kind of look to it, you know. And uh, I really dug that. Looks like the, they said the so, there's like an XXX Dicer, kind of like a cleavery looking thing, too, that's on their, their new product yeah. stuff. Yep. Yeah, they've been coming out with some really neat cleavers and and uh, and choppers and stuff. You know, and I thought that I thought that was pretty cool. It's a, it's it's kind of a neat departure from from their norm. I, and uh, but they're they're really doing it well. They're doing some pretty cool stuff. And they've they've got uh, oh, I can't even think of what it's called. It's like actually, you know, I think I think it's that one, the dicer. Yeah, it's got the rounded uh, kind of rounded big deep belly on the yeah, front. Yeah, it's almost like a rever- reverse Siberian cleaver type looking white shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. And actually, the funny thing is, I mean, you, you look at the handle, but and you'd think you just hold the handle and do your thing, but you don't. It's the, I can't even remember. They, they were showing me there. I can't remember exactly how you hold it, but the way that they the way that they were holding it to do it is not, not exactly what you'd think. I mean, it's not just taking the first glance at it. It's not uh, it's not quite how you'd think you would normally hold it to use it, but it was really cool the way it was designed. Pictures of a like a pinch grip and yeah, like a reverse grip and stuff too. Yeah, and then they were you know he, Craig grabbed it and was showing me how they how they do it, and I'm like, wow, that's that's pretty cool. I've never been a kitchen guy, so I don't I don't really know like kitchen knives and that kind of stuff. So oh, not uh, we need to, we need to get I, him we need to get him being more of a kitchen guy there, Dan. Baby steps, Kyle. Baby steps. I've been working on it. That's right. <laughs> I've just got him called down from nice. Cerakote. We're, we're one step at a time. <laughs> so, all right. Any, uh, you said the, the top knives there. Any, anything else? Oh, man. I don't know. You know, I, I could go on. I could go on forever. You know, 511 always has really cool stuff. They've got some of the packs that they're coming out with are just really, really cool. They've, they've got uh, a, a pack system that's totally modular. 
It's going to be coming out around fall. I'll be uh, covering that on Knife and Gear Society for sure. So be, be watching for that. It's really, really cool. I mean, the whole system is completely modular. Their, uh, their design team over there for their packs is top-notch. I mean, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing right. when it comes to, to those things. Yeah, I, I like them, you know, so I thought that was, that was pretty slick because I'm, I'm, I'm a modular kind of person. I don't, I've never been the type that believed there's just one solution for everybody, you know? And, uh, like, even when it comes to like my winter coat, I don't just have like a big winter coat. I like layers. I like being able to adjust things around, you know, I'll have like, uh, I've got my Lester Lester river bushcraft field jacket, that wool field jacket. And, and if it gets too cold, I'll throw my car hard over that. If it's, if it's too hot for that, then I'll, I can throw on like just, uh, you know, just the Carhartt cause my Carhartt's the thin, it's not like the Arctic one. It's mm-hmm. the, the thinner. Okay. So I can just throw it on as a jacket. You know I mean? I like modularity. And so for me, when I saw that pack, I thought that was, that was pretty slick. Cause I like being able to adjust things to, to the way I'm going to need them and the way I like my load carried and stuff like that. So, okay. cool. I mean, it's a lot of great stuff, man. A lot of great stuff. So the the big shot show question: What was the if you could buy any knife that was there? What would you what would you have gotten? Oh, that Zeba, that Zeba, yeah, without question. I would have bought that on the spot. Cool. Yeah, and uh, I saw you uh, saw some other people that have been on the show, David Anderson and um, Clay. Uh, yep, saw you guys. Hung out, hung out a little bit. Anybody else that you were excited to see that wasn't uh, affiliated with a a company that was showing had a table there or a booth there? Yeah, you know, um, I Doug Markaida is one of those guys that's really hard to like, especially at Blade and stuff like that. Really hard to to get a minute with, but um, we got to to connect at. Uh, 511 media event so that was really good we got to talk a bit and got to check out his new his new knife designs they're gonna be coming out a couple uh karambits one's a folder and one's a fixed blade they're very cool it's actually kind of neat because they're they're karambits but they're a Warncliffe uh blade so it's it's kind of neat sort of a neat combination of the two things um so it was really really great catching up with him uh my buddy jason johnson what's that who's making that knife for for him or is he 511 is putting that out Okay, five eleven. Yep. Right. And then I'll have, uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to find that one and stick it in the show notes for people. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they've got that on the if they've got these on the site yet or not. I don't. Yeah. I don't think they do because they're not going to be available for a little while. I've got a couple of the prototypes here, um, but yeah. I've been asked not to review them yet. I need to post them. I still haven't posted them yet. Um, I need to get some some good shots of them to post. But I don't think they're on the site yet because they're not available. Yeah. So okay, but um, so uh, Jason Johnson, professional knife thrower, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, got to um, run into him, and me and him went and goofed around a little bit on uh, Monday, uh, just kind of Monday evening. And uh, it's always it's good always good to see him. Obviously, uh, you know. And then again, PVK Vegas that was that was a lot of fun going and stopping in there, and they've got a great operation over there. <clears throat> anybody that makes it into vegas likes really really cool custom knives check out pvk vegas they do all kinds of like their own customization stuff and they do amazing stuff yeah 
They, they really do. Uh, and they're, they're just a small shop right there on the strip. You know, they're in one of the little, one of those little strip malls there, right there on the strip. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. If I ever make it out to Vegas, it's definitely one of the places I want to try to hit up. Oh, yeah, you have to for sure. <clears throat> Great stuff. Uh, so we went and hung out back in their VIP room and back there, man, there's some cool stuff back there. But, uh, you know, so, yeah, I, I mean, there's a few people. I need to get on that list if I ever make it out to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then obviously, you know, Andy is a really really great friend and and uh, oliver over at sly steel you know hanging out with those guys and away from work hanging out with tops guys again they're their family every time every all these shows we always hang out we always have a good time uh after the show you know so yeah, if you guys don't know about andy tran listen to the the previous episode episode 24 uh we just had andy on the podcast so yep. that went up uh this past friday Yep. And obviously Joe Flowers, he's one of my favorite people in the industry. That guy's a lot of fun to hang out with. And um yeah. Jonathan Kilburn, he's one of my contributors, has he's been writing for me for a while. Uh he wrote for me with Knives Illustrated and stuff. Just a great guy. Got to hang out with him. So um, you know, I mean again, another list that could go on and on, you know. Spen Stetzer and uh um not Stetzer. Stelzer, his, him, him, and Tim Stetzer, their their names are way too close. They always mess me up. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so anyways, oh, you know, we'll, we'll try, we'll try to they, edit that as much as we could. Yeah, he's with uh, JRE Industries. He does a lot of great leather work and stuff. He does uh like the sheaths and stuff for LT Wright and um another great guy. So uh, again, that's that's another list that could go on forever. You know, seeing Patrick and Joy over at SE and. You know, these are these are hard questions to answer because there's just there's so the lists could really just go on. I mean, I could I could keep yeah. talking and keep going on about it. Very cool. Those were all the the questions that I had written down and Dan had written down. Is there uh, any other any other thing that you could think of that you want to let the listeners know about? Uh, you mean like about Shot Show? Yeah, shot show. Any any other words of advice or any products that they should be keeping an eye out for? Or? Well, uh, again, long list. I mean, pretty much most of the stuff that I've that I've mentioned here. Uh, I mean, if they want to see like a lot of the, the the knives and stuff that I'd seen at Shot Show, if they go to uh, Knife and Gear Society, they'll have to go to uh, old ones. They can go search on the search bar uh, for Shot Show. That'll bring up uh, the running list of um, of a lot of the things I saw at Shot Show and and some of the people I saw and stuff like that. Not everybody, but uh, I tried getting all the all the cool products and stuff that I could on there. As far as like if if you ever get to make it to Shot Show, definitely have a plan. Uh, know what you want to do. Take Airborne every day. That's going to be that's a, that's a key thing. Yeah, you got to pop that stuff like candy. That's probably a good advice for pretty much any show you go to. Yeah. Yeah. Take water. Uh, usually every year they've always had these little water stations with the, you know, the replaceable water thing. And then you got to get your little cup and fill it up. And this year they didn't have those. It's kind of surprising. So make sure you're taking water. I take, I would take water and Gatorade. Uh, make sure you're staying well hydrated. 
a lot of people and it gets a little warm in there you can start to get dehydrated pretty easy especially when you're moving you're moving through quick and you're you're not thinking about drinking and you're just kind of thinking about getting where you need to go <clears throat> and uh next thing you know you start getting a bit of a headache and you start just getting really run down it's like oh you know and start cramping up it's like oh you know what I haven't really drank anything. That's when water and Gatorade, if you mix the two together, half and a half, it's a great way to, to replenish and, and uh, rehydrate real fast. Yeah. That's one that uh, was taught to me by, by a search and rescue guy uh, years ago for a good friend of mine. It's not too overly sweet that way too. I, I Exactly. Yep. I used to drink Gatorade full strength like crazy when I was in high school and stuff. And anymore, it's just my whole mouth feels like, it's kind of sticky. I don't know if they've made it more sugary or what since then, but yeah, 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 yep. So, well, that's uh, that's all I have. Do you want to tell people how they can find you and get in touch with you? Absolutely. Yeah. Um. Again, it's Knife and Gear Society. They can come out uh, and, and read some great reviews and great things going on over there at uh, knife-gear.com. Uh, we have some of the industry's best writers, and we're trying to put out some of the best content that we can for uh, for just uh, the viewing public. It's totally free. It's it's all um, advertised uh, advertiser paid for at the moment. It's it's growing. It's growing pretty quick, and and uh, we're just trying to we're we're trying to do the best that we can to put out the best content. It's, we're trying to make sure it's well rounded content, so there's something for everybody. If you get out there and you see an article that you're like, well, I'm not really into that, you know, search our archives. There may be something you're interested in or check next time. We post twice a week. Excuse me. We post twice a week, Monday mornings and Friday mornings. And maybe the the next article will be exactly what you've been looking for. So, uh, like, again, I'm working with a lot of the great, a lot of the the best writers in the industry, guys I've been working with for, for years. Uh, these guys put out some of the some of the best content, and um, the they know they know what they're doing. Uh, the guys I'm working with are the real deal. They've been doing this for a long time, and and uh, they do it very well. And uh, again, it's it's all to ensure that when you come out and when you're reading the articles that we have out there, it's gonna you know it's gonna be good stuff. I mean, that's quality is is the key. Quality is what we're what we're shooting for here, and. And trying to make it enjoyable for everybody. And uh, in fact, uh, I, I know you, this won't be launching tomorrow or before tomorrow. So I'll let you guys in on the secret. I've got a great uh, April Fool's Day article that's going to be going up where I review the KFC Spork. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Full review. Real deal. <laughs> actual review. It's it's pretty funny. I really had a good time writing that one. I, I, I got a chuckle out of that. It was, yeah. it was pretty good. That's the that's the uh uh the traditional like saying like good at many master of none or something like that. That's not I'm not, right. not following my uh my thought process right now. But yeah. Yeah, it's uh uh Jack of all trades or yeah. Jack was it Jack of, Jack all, of trades, all trades master. master of yeah. yeah, you got yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. So, and then you can also find Knife and Gear at on Instagram, Knife and Gear Society. Same on Facebook yep. too. Uh, I know yes. I follow you on on Instagram too. Uh, do you want your your personal uh, Instagram plug there too? Or sure, it's uh, just Jay Swanigan O one. 
Um, I had Jay Swanigan years ago and I didn't know anything really about Instagram and I forgot the password and everything. And, (laughs) you know, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm not a social media guy. I am doing the best I can. Uh, I, I really wish I, I had the money to pay a, a social media person that could help me out with this stuff. Cause I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing the best I can. Please everybody bear with me. Be patient. I'm trying. I'm, I'm old school guy. Like I said, I still carry around a, an actual paper notebook in my back pocket and a, a pen in my front pocket so that I can take notes and stuff. Um, so I'm doing the best I can. I actually even have a, a group, a knife and knife and gear society group on Facebook. Okay. I, I, I have, I've been trying to, to build it and figure out things to do with it. Um, I, I, I'm not sure what, what to do yet, but I'm trying, I'm trying. So if if anybody wants to get out there and join that, you know, start some conversations, maybe we can get this thing steamrolling and, and, uh, maybe people can give me a hand with, with, uh, what I'm doing. I don't know. And, you know, but I'm trying, I am trying. Speaking of your old school pen and, uh, notebook, uh, I know Corey Murphy, friend of the show, he's going to want to know, uh, black or blue ink. Oh, black. Always. Ah, oh, always blue, man, blue, black, black, <laughs> black, black. You never sign a legal document with blue ink. They make you sign all your ones because you know which one's the original in blue ink. Mm, I've always to- been told never sign a legal document with blue ink. Always sign legal document with black ink. That's the way I was brought up. So I don't know when we did uh, when we did our mortgage 10 years ago, that was uh we had to specifically have a blue pen and they gave us all like a super crappy one. So one, uh, one other thing that I will mention something that I have been trying to do, uh, for, for my readers. And I, you know, I mentioned the, the giveaways once a month and, and that kind of thing. And, you know, that's for this year so far, but I mean, I don't know if, if I can extend it, I will. But, uh, like right now with the, the situation that, that we're all in with the, uh, the COVID-19 and everything, and people are receiving stay at home orders and things like that. A lot of people are shuttered into their home. I've been working with a lot of great companies and I'm putting together a, a very large, um, giveaway. It's going to be a, a grand prize. I've got like a, a 511 backpack, like big backpack and, um, oh geez, I don't remember a couple of CRKT knives, LT right knives, uh, something from Exotac, uh, Kevin Estella's new book. He's uh, donating that autographed. Um, gee, I don't even remember everything that's going at Tops Knives is is donating uh, the Alchete. So a whole bunch of stuff. It's gonna be a big. This gonna this is gonna be a big thing. And what it's gonna be is a scavenger hunt. I'm gonna be doing this in the next probably next week or two. So I don't know when this podcast is coming out. Hopefully in time for them to be able to to get in on this. If not. Um, you know, who knows, maybe I'll do it again someday, but it's going to be a, a, an on, a, basically an information scavenger. Hunt. There's going to be a, a whole list of questions and, um, any, when you submit the, when you submit your answers, <clears throat> if, if all your answers are correct, then you're added to the drawing and then the grand prize winner gets the big grand prize, uh, uh, which, you know, I mean, there's uh, like a bunch of sharpeners from work sharp and all kinds of like, including the angle guide and all kinds of stuff. Um, but then, uh, uh, there's going to also be a, a second and third prize, some CRKTs and some different stuff. So, uh, and uh, some other smaller, uh, work sharp sharpeners and some other things. So, um, it's, you know, I, I've been trying to do a lot of really cool things for our readers and, and, uh, and just, you know, I'm building a society, right? Knife and gear society. Mm-hmm. That's what we're shooting for here. 
Is that going to be submitted through the like a website form or something like that? Yeah, um, I haven't quirked, worked out the uh, the logistics yet. Um, that's something I'm still working okay. through. Um, right now, I'm, I'm building the prize package and starting to work on the questions and that kind of thing. As far as the delivery system, I haven't quite worked that out yet. I'm, I am thinking it's probably going to be something along those lines. I'm just going to build a big form uh, where okay. um, they just fill out the answers on the form and then hit submit, and then it'll come to me and then... You know, I'll have it. It's not going to like post or anything, so nobody else can see the answers. Um, and then mm-hmm. the idea is that the the questions are going to be hard enough that they're going to be a challenge and give people something to do while they're trapped inside. You know, and they get to learn about these companies and the products that are in the the gift packs and and you know in the grand prize and all that kind of stuff. Um, but at the same time, they're not going to be so hard that they're just frustrating and people give up. You know, I mean, because we don't want that. Yeah. It's going to be something that's going to, it's going to take people some time. I mean, they're going to hopefully have some fun with it. It's not going to be something they're going to be done with in 10 minutes. You know what I mean? I mean, sure. ideally it's going to be something that, you know, gives them something to do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when you, when you figure that out, shoot me the, the link, we'll, uh, we'll post it up and add it to, add it to this podcast, uh, show notes and, uh, do a post on, on Instagram. Absolutely. Cool. I think that's, uh, all for for this episode you can keep in touch with our podcast knife perspective at knifeperspective.com uh be all sorts of really good show notes uh this time so make sure you click through the links i know a lot of people listen to us while we're driving so uh or while they're driving so um don't try to take notes during it just click the links after uh keep in touch with us at knife perspective on facebook and instagram and uh on all the the podcast apps iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Tuned In Radio, and submitted for iHeartRadio. I didn't know that they did podcasts, but hopefully we'll get approved there in the next few days, too. Uh, you can keep in touch with Dan at DogwoodCustomKnives.com and Dogwood Custom Knives on Facebook and Instagram. And you can keep in touch with me, Cage Daily Knives, Kyle at Cage Daily Knives, and Cage Daily Knives on Facebook and Instagram, Kyle at... Uh, khdailyknives.com or kyle at knifeperspective.com um that's all i've got dan you got anything you want to say before we head out no i'm gonna crawl off and die now (laughs) all right everybody (laughs) stay safe out there make sure you wash your hands and wash everything else too while you're at it so don't just uh wash your hands and uh everybody might be mindful of all the the germs and stuff out there and stay safe well, let's take it to the edge, cause that's what's expected in this discussion. This is the night prospective. Let's get to the point.